Hi, today's show is brought to you by, well, nobody really. <laughs> it's not like I have any sponsors. Uh, let's just call it Judd's Hill. That's my family's winery here in Napa Valley. And, uh, well, since I don't get paid to do this show, I'm kind of skipping out on my duties over at the winery. So we'll call them our sponsor. So come on and visit us. We're at the south end of Silverado Trail, right here in the beautiful Napa Valley. Visiting information is at judshill.com. And there you'll find our funny videos photos of what goes on at the winery, wine pairing recipes, and of course, wines. Put some in your cart. And as a special perk for being a listener, type in coupon code JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Do that in lowercase letters and get 15% off your entire wine order. How about that? For an even better deal, you can join our wine club. That information is on the website as well. It's free to join. Plenty of fun will come your way as well as great wine. And I'll look forward to seeing you over. Now to the show. This is a cool one, folks. Bay Area iconic radio personality, Big Rick Stewart, joins me on the show. And this was really cool. I've been an admirer of his, gosh, a long time. Since my teens, maybe? He doesn't seem that old. He's not. Well, neither am I. But yeah, I first found him tuning around uh, the the radio. And a lot of the DJs kind of had this cooler than you, almost mean-spirited attitude, but not Big Rick. He always was your friend on the radio, very positive, very upbeat, sounded like he was having a good time playing the music he was playing, and just a just a happy guy. So he was my guy on the radio for years and years, and it was an honor to be able to finally sit down and talk to him, have him in the studio, look at him eye to eye, see what he actually looks like. <laughs> I think you're going to have fun with it, so please enjoy the show. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa. Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. Kick it up a notch. Get ready for another heap of fascinating things to know. From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing. Live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Pardon me, I'll have a Chardonnay A marvelous date, it's hard to say I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc It's a must-have on the podcast It's Judd's Napa Valley Show You can't ease this flow if I elaborate Over a Cabernet, my buddy's the truth You should study my man Juddy And learn something new And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's the Judd's Napa Valley Show Cinco de Mayo Fiesta. <laughs> I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, me amigo, Chad Fingelstein. Hola, amigo. Muy buenos dias. Buenos dias, Judd. How are you, man? Doing great. What's happening? Well, I've been uh, I've been working at Raley's as a uh, courtesy clerk. Yeah, how's yes. the week gone? That's going good. Yeah, what you been what, what you been doing? What's the highlight of the week so far? Uh, mostly uh, sweeping and bagging. Well, that's good. When you're a courtesy clerk, you do it very courteously. I do. Yeah, so come on down, see me, two seventeen Soskill Avenue. Yeah, bring a fistful of dollars. You can always tip your courtesy clerk. Do you accept tips? Uh, nah, not really. Yeah, I I, I think you ought to. I'll bet people uh, offer, maybe. don't they? Yes, and uh, and something else that I wanted to correct myself from uh, from last week, Judd. What's that? Uh, about my trip to Carlsbad with uh, with everybody as a start. That we had such a great time, and I got to perform in my video. I actually got to sing with my video. I I somehow left that out uh, last week, and and frankly, I don't know why. Oh, so you're singing along? I I got to sing along with my video. Oh, that's I just, great. Yeah, I, ha- I wanted to correct myself from last week. Karaokeing with yourself. That's right. That's cool. A yeah. big hit as always. That's right, and. Uh, that's right, and and so and uh, and something else that I wanted to bring up uh, uh, this coming weekend uh, or this Friday, I don't know when it is, but <laughs> me and my mom and and our good friends uh, the Arbios family, we're going to go see Lucky Penny Productions' uh, eight by ten play festival. That sounds so cool. There are 
eight ten minute plays they're performing. That's right. Lucky Penny. That's right, and the new uh, community uh, arts, art center. Art center. Yeah, I I was there with for Oliver. Man, it looks fantastic on the inside. Yeah, Oliver was a great production. It was still the theater was still under construction a little uh, bit, which yeah. gave it a certain charm that they were putting on the show. And the theater wasn't totally done yet, but but now I think it's it's there, and they're doing this amazing production of eight ten minute plays. Should be very exciting. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Well, good. Enjoy that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I will. So uh, so what's been going on with you, John? Anything going on at the uh, winery? Yeah, yeah. Always something going on. We've got uh, May 17th. There is the our annual Springtime Bonanza, which is a benefit for the Napa Valley Youth Symphony. And oh, everybody's right welcome to come. Details are on judshill.com and click on the events page. And it's a luncheon. There's great barbecue. There will be, I believe, a quartet from the Youth Symphony entertaining. It's a benefit. Always fun. It's always a popular event. Sells out, actually, every year. It is complimentary to our wine club members. And if you're not a wine club member, you ought to be. We'll show you a good time. And uh, if you're not a wine club member, you can pay to come. I don't have the price off the top of my head, but again, it's on the website. Well, I'm sure it's right. It, the price is right. That's right, Mr. Lormo. Okay. June 13th, Trader Vicks. My band, the Mike High Gents, will be back at Trader Vic's. This isn't the big winemaker lua that we've done in the past. This is, uh, we'll be in the lounge. So come in, have a Mai Tai, and enjoy the soothing sounds of old Hawaii uh, with the Mike High Gents at Trader Vic's in Emeryville. No cover charge. Just come in, have fun. And then I'm going to go way out in October. I'm not going to give too many details, but again, an event for our wine club members. We're taking them down to the world-famous Magic Castle in Hollywood, California, the exclusive Magician's Club for an evening of food. It's going to be a, a wine dinner, multi-course wine dinner, shows, magic, and the Houdini seance. So that's happening October at the Magic Castle. Again, you should be a Judd's Hill Wine Club member. Another great reason to be one. That's all I got for now. I'm out of breath. Well, that's great, Judd. It's time to let someone else do some talking. I guess so. Would you like to introduce our guest? Sure, Judd. All right. He's a smooth-talking dude in a blue shirt, a finer DJ than those who do blurt. With thoughts of winemaking, he do flirt. We hope that today we'll learn some new dirt, and our soaring ratings will make the view hurt as we welcome the man radio legend big rick stewart hey rick how are you hey i'm doing great lauren uh thanks for the fine introduction yeah you're welcome i i, I deny all of the things you just claimed about me but that's what my lawyers advised me to do pretty much the rest of my life so ah, it's just okay. deny everything lauren i do i have a t i'll give you a tip lauren i'll give you a tip sure don't own british cars built in the 60s or 70s or 80s Okay, just in general, just avoid <laughs> British cars. Yeah. Oh, I. How yeah. about that? Is that a good? That's of a good course, thing. I would okay. always avoid British cars. <laughs> we only go for American cars, Rick. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. man, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, some of those British cars are gorgeous. Some of those Jaguars, yes, um, the... they're beautiful. Yeah, but just don't plan on them taking you very far, very often. Have you I had mean, a bad? Beautiful. Have though. you had a bad experience? I know you are a, a dude who loves wheels. No. Well, I had a, uh, I had a '69 Austin Healey Sprite. Oh, which wow. uh, was like a midget. It was really the partner car of the midget, and uh, it was uh, it was really fun. And uh, but it was just I, you like you totally get it. Like I, there was one old vintage car thing, and this guy had this really funny line. He goes, "The years wasted of youth." Working on British cars, dot, dot, dot. You know, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I could. Where know. did that get but me? You know what you're getting into, though. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> Big Rick Stewart. Hey, how's it going, Jeff? Man, it is cool having you here. It's really great to be here. I'm really excited. Now, let me also, one more thing before we get going. Okay. These guys next door, listen. Let's. Judd, yes, Lauren, yeah. don't let the FM guys give you any crap, okay? <laughs> oh, don't, don't let them, uh, we're on the FM, excuse me, I'm having the fresh pot of coffee. Don't let that Don't let that go down that road, okay? Oh, oh we would never let that happen, it's Rick. It's good, good Seriously. for you. Could, These guys, <laughs> wait a minute, FM but, but they've got like police protection right now. Do oh, you see that the through the window? Here. The cops uh -oh. are here. They're talking about the CHP the over there. there. Hands uh, up. You tricked me, Judd. I think, you know what I think's happening? I think they're talking about folks being careful tonight because it's Cinco de Mayo, so oh, don't careful. go yes. drinking and driving. Be careful. No, no. Bob, uh, St. Laurent, good morning, Bob. He's, he's actually a really nice guy. He doesn't affect that type of attitude. Well, let's keep it that way. You know, he's, saying. he's got more of his own rock and roll attitude, which we appreciate. 
What are you doing here, man? You're like a big time DJ. Why are you sitting with me? I, I am not a big time <laughs> DJ, and I have nothing else to do. I mean, if you oh. want the brutal truth, you know, normally I'd be sleeping in peacefully. That's but right. You're like, an afternoon guy. You've awakened me from my slumber. So well, I'm honored uh, then. I'm here, but uh, thank you. Yeah. The the driver that picked me up, he's like, "Where are you going?" I told him I'm going to to the radio station to judge. He goes, "Oh my god!" Like he's like, you know, nothing happens in Napa when Judd and Lauren are on the radio. Like nothing happens. Yeah. You can't get. You can't pick up your dry cleaning. You can't do anything. No. It just it's a standstill. It's like uh, the French having lunch for four hours. You know, you can't do anything in Paris. Same thing in Napa with Judge Radio Show. So the driver was really excited yeah, about me being on the show. Because the driver got to be in the car and listen uh, to podcasts. I'm, he just of, pulls over and yeah. just, you know, he's like, no, I'm not answering the phone. Nothing happens. So it's a big deal. I'm really honored. Well, that's nice. I try, you know, to be a little self-deprecating and not acknowledge that we are as big as we really are and as important as we it's really are. But uh, I appreciate you putting in the good word. It's a big deal. There yeah. was a sign in American Canyon. Judd's on in 10 minutes. Get her done. <laughs> There's you the, know, otherwise, it, it, you know, we can't do anything. It's the countdown clock I had put up. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. It's I'm glad you enjoy that. Oh, man. I've got so much to talk to you about. It's incredible. The first thing I want to talk about is what is this that you've put on the desk here? What uh, This is, uh, it's many things, actually. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your imagination can, can take it as far as you want. Okay. But it is a uh, plastic guitar, shaped uh, shape of a plastic guitar. Yeah. It is. Uh, it has the Country Music Hall of Fame insignia on it. That is official, I believe. That is not a... Uh, uh, trademark violation. This is the real authentic. This is as authentic as you can get. Officially licensed. Officially licensed. It is a, uh, I believe the actual use of this would be a, they quote, quote, fly swatter. I don't know <laughs> like how that works or I've never swatted a fly, I don't think, because that's not the kind of person I am. But yeah. this uh, is officially from the Country Music Hall of Fame, a plastic guitar replica that is also evidently used for uh, the uh, persuasion of flies to avoid your... Uh, your whereabouts. Neat, oh. Huh? Not bad. Yeah, I like you could, it. You could get creative with it, uh, you know, yeah. with other things, but that's probably, you, you know, behind fl- closed doors. You could swap flies, flip pancakes <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I guess you, you have to be oh. light pancakes. <laughs> light and fluffy. Those are you the nice You know what? Kind. And here's the thing, Judd. I picked this up. <laughs> yes. I picked this up on my recent trip to Nashville, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to give this away on Judd's show. Okay, let's I'm, do I'm it. I'm going to give it away. I, 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 I think I can just give this away today to some lucky listener. Okay, well, if you, huh? listener, would like to get your hands on Judd's goodies, Big I'm Rick nuts. has brought a great goodie. I'm nuts. All you got to do is be the first person to tweet. You got to use Twitter. So oh. if you're at your computer, get on Twitter. If you're on your phone, don't be driving. We've got the CHP here right now. Yeah, They'll pick you up. So get on Twitter. Be the first person to tweet with hashtag JNVS, stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show, oh. and then put at Judd's Hill. So I get it immediately. First one gets this amazing country music Hall of Fame red plastic guitar fly swatter all the way from Nashville, officially yes. licensed, wow. brought to you in person by Big Rick Stewart. And never used. There's it's no, absolutely clean. There's no fly DNA or any other type of uh, biomedical material on this whatsoever. No, there might be some spilled whiskey. You drink some there, whiskey yeah, while you're over there, dude. Some, some of that might be on there. Right, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that makes a little I more authentic. <laughs> Where do you come from, man? You are so well known here in the Bay Area. You are, but you're a Bay Area native. Like this is this is home forever for you, right? Yeah, I grew up. I born in San Francisco, and then uh, was raised in the El Cerrito, Richmond Hills kind of area, kind of. Uh, like North El Cerrito, like like the um, Contra Costa County was a block away from our house. So uh-huh. we were like in the north part there. And so I went to school in Richmond, San Pablo, worked at the Richmond YMCA, um, Salesian High School, the whole thing. So, I mean, I'm just a Bay Area guy, so I'm very untraveled. Like, I don't have stories of, you know, the family lived on a sailboat for two years or something. I had nothing like that, you know. Well, what was your family like? Did you have a big family? I uh, had a small family. Uh, dad sold uh, State Farm Insurance in yeah. Berkeley for a gazillion years mm-hmm. and uh, on University Avenue. And um, so that was, you know, that's how we, we did things. Our, we used to come through the Napa Valley all the time because in the 60s, uh, late 60s, my dad bought a little tiny cabin. And I mean, like. Full-on cabin kind of place. Yeah. About 800 square feet in Clear Lake, just north of town of Clear Lake, but still in the city limits and on this beautiful little cove and stuff like that. So we would come through. I mean, we went every Friday night. I mean, we're talking January. If it's raining, okay, we're going to Clear Lake. I mean, my dad got off work. The cabin was watertight. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Enough for kids, right? And uh, so dad would get off work on Fridays and we would just... You know, we were all ready to go, and we would hop in, and uh, 
we would come through Napa Valley and we'd go to the Jack in the Box off 29 when it <laughs> yeah. was right there off Trancus. Uh, and then, or we would go to, there was like this all you can eat place where the Foster Freeze is now, I think. Yeah, wasn't that the Smorgy Bob? Yeah, Smorgy Bob. Yeah. We'd go there, we would just just stuff our faces you know and then try to hold it in while we went over, over the mountain, the mountain. Saint Helena. it was like what was my dad thinking we could have waited till we got over the mountain but anyway and we would spend our weekends in clear lake so i had this really kind of oddball upbringing where i had a group of friends in lake county yeah. and i would go fishing on the weekends and i would do all the stuff you do when you go to a lake mm -hmm. and i did it like year round you know and then I had a group of friends, of course, in the Bay Area in high school that I would go to. And then, of course, I played football and sports like that. So, you know, really a foot in both places. So Monday, the kids would say, like, what did you do? What did you do this weekend? And kids, they did whatever they did. And then they'd ask me, i go, well, you know, I caught 25 crappie in front of the cab. And they're like, what are you, what's a crappie? What are you talking about? You know, so like, like a little bit of like a, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Kind that was of you. That sums you up. That was me. Yeah, well, what brought you? I mean, I, I, I guess in my mind, I, I figured you must have needed to be heard like you had this big family and everyone's talking but you had to make your voice heard above all else and that's how you developed this great you know personality and this great voice but it was a small family and you just had a love of radio and how yeah, did that start yeah kind of I mean, mom was a singer she was in the sweet adelines which was like a vocal group oh. that a lot of uh, a lot of women would be in they would they would kind of sing kind of the it was like barbershop yeah exactly kind yeah. of a vocal barbershop quartet kind of thing that women were were in i mean they were big they had albums and you know, there was a Sweet Adeline conventions and things like that. So mom was a big jazz fan and big band and, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and, I mean, everything. Yeah, mom yeah. loved jazz music. Um, so I love music, too. And uh, I was the uh, kid that was listening to rock and roll on a little radio under his pillow at night as softly as I could all night long, hoping, you know, not to get busted by my parents and stuff. Just, just... All the rock and roll I'm listening to, just painting these images of, you know, this world and everything. And I would try to read Rolling Stone when I could. And I would try to read Spin Magazine when I could and all these other things. And who'd you listen to? Like, who was your influence when you were listening all night? Who was getting into your dreams there? Well, you know, it was a, it was a mix. I mean, I say rock and roll, but uh, growing up in the East Bay... You know, I listen to kind of everything. I know a lot of people say that, but, you know, my, my favorite radio stations growing up were a station called KDIA, which was 1310 KDIA, and they played uh, R&B. I mean, this is before hip-hop, so they played, it was like Earth, Wind & Fire. It was Marvin Gaye. It was Stevie Wonder. It was, you know, all those huge, giant names. Yeah. And then the other stations were Top 40, you mm -hmm. know, KFRC, KOIA, those kind of AM stations. And then, of course, the rock and roll stations. KSAN was the big one, probably. But I probably listened more to a little station in San Rafael called KTIM, which also had a simulcast. Uh, they had a simulcast AM and FM. And I had a, a truck. I had a Ford truck growing up. See, I'm all I'm all one foot in both worlds. I, you know, yeah. I had a truck growing up, an old beat up truck. That's when good, I was man. In that, high school. That but, shows like how collected you are and how worldly with your tastes. You know, and uh, we would you have can fit into all situations. We would have football practice, and the funny thing was the AM station for KTIM went off the air at sunset. So when we had football practice in October, November, mm -hmm. you know, football practice would go pretty late, and then you would get off practice and then you would i would drive home it wasn't that far but i would i would drive home and the station would sign off and i only had an am radio in my truck fm radio back then was weird you know kind of thing so everybody had am radios i would be so mad when football practice would be running late i couldn't pay attention you know they're trying to tell me plays i'm trying to learn things and formations wow. and everything you were that focused and I, on I'm, all i'm doing is watching the sunset thinking god if you don't hurry up ktm is going to sign off the radio and i can't hear any of my music going home oh, and it would happen i'd be ah i was like so mad you're born to do this it's in your blood well and then i realized when i went to college People actually make money being a radio DJ because you don't hear. You wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They do. Well, <laughs> like ask the FM guys. Oh, I, don't okay. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I saw the Mercedes in the parking lot. I, mean, I don't know. I thought that was yours, Judd. Uh, hardly. Uh, okay. But you know, I nobody has like a career path like how to be a radio disc jockey, right? No, there, you don't really see that anywhere in life. So then I went to college and I found out about it. I started asking people, and I was like, "Wow, really? I could do this, huh?" And so I just decided I was going to do this. And I didn't know if it would be like for a year or two years. I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll do this for a couple of years and then I'll get a real job at some point. Was it the college radio where you were working? Is yeah, that was, how you got was, your first taste of it? Yeah, it was in college radio and that was at the University of San Francisco. Yeah. So it, it turned into something that I really enjoyed. And uh, I was dedicated to learning 
the skill as much as I could, the announcing part, the production part, editing tape, because just like every other job that you apply for in life, they're going to ask you, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Yeah. And you have to say yes. <laughs> right. And then you go home and figure out how to do it. Like now you would look it up on YouTube like, uh-oh, I better learn how to do that. I just said, yes, I can do that. I mean, so I tried to learn production, editing, audio, recording, announcing, all that stuff. And um, so I could say yes to as much as possible. Someone said, hey, can you do afternoons? And you said, yes. And yes. Did you know how to do afternoons? I did say yes. Uh, no, I had never done it. <laughs> Actually, when I got my first, uh, when I got my second big job in San Francisco, I got hired for overnights from, from the midnight shift, yeah. which is what I had done before. But they, they, they had an opening in afternoons. And obviously at a radio station, it's more important to have a human being there in the afternoons. So they said, well, look, do afternoons while we look for an afternoon guy. But mm. you're the overnight guy. Okay, I got it. I was so thankful just that I had a job, you know. So, uh, so you had to do both. You did No, I didn't do both. Oh, I okay. did afternoons. And then they had, someone, like a, they had someone else filling overnights. And then I just, you know, I worked so hard and I paid attention. Every day I would listen to my show. I'd fall asleep listening to cassettes of my show that day, trying to get better. Oh, trying good, to get good. Better. And um, like six weeks later, okay, you're the afternoon guy. Whoa! It was a big deal. And you've been an afternoon staple here for quite some time. I mean, I gotta, I gotta admit, <laughs> you, know, you were, you were probably the first DJ. Well, I'll go back a little further. Maybe the first radio personality that I really identified with. I did the same thing as you. I had a little transistor radio. Yeah. And I would listen to it as I went to sleep. Yeah. And I always tuned in to 560 KSFO. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like a political. Right. But back then, no, Great it was music. Station. They played oldies. And right. then at night, right. I loved to tune in. And I don't remember if it was nightly or a weekly thing, but I never missed Al Jasbo Collins. Al oh, Jasbo was great. Man, and he had yeah. these great shows of old jazz. Yeah. Maybe he'd throw in a couple novelty yeah. jazz tunes. Yeah. And he had that cool way of talking. He was like yeah. the San Francisco jazz he hepcat. Was. He was. Jasbo was everything yeah. that cool could be he's yeah. the definition of a cool guy and he wasn't real polite too he wasn't like a guy in a suit trying to be cool he was cool yeah Al was cool well anyway i love that show and that was a show i wouldn't miss but then you know getting a little older and getting into popular music and all that stuff i would tune into all the all the stations you know rock and roll and when alternative music whatever that meant became right. a thing there was live 105 right. so i've tuned into that right and who was doing afternoons at live 105 that was me big rick stewart <laughs> and i'll tell you i clicked with you because you were this guy and this was in the 90s the height of the grunge when things were hazy and malaise yeah. and and there was kind of this real edge of attitude where people seemed to have contempt for yeah everything everything um, the music, the listeners, right. the, people would call into stations and the DJs would mock them. Yeah. And I hated that. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't but my you style. didn't. There was this yeah. one guy who was like this friendly and obviously caring kind of compassion dude who seemed to actually care about the music, cared what he was doing, cared about the people who were calling in. I was like, all right, that's going to be my dude. I'm going to make sure I tune into that's Big cool. Rick. And so thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks man. for You're being welcome. that guy. It gave me some hope. Like things aren't all so You're bleak. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, doing afternoon radio is, is a real different beast. It's not just doing radio in a different time period. It's, uh, it's really, uh, you know, when I, when I do afternoon radio, I think about uh, people picking up their kids from school. Yeah. You, and I don't want to have a vanilla radio show that's just boring. But I also realize you know, if you've got your kids in the car, mm -hmm. you have to trust the radio station you're listening to, much like the radio stations here. Yes, uh, to give you good content, entertaining, but also be safe enough for your kids to listen to. Not that you make some wisecrack or some reference to something, and then your kids are going, "What does that mean?" And you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I have to explain that to my kids." Like you gotta be kidding me, right? You wouldn't so, believe how much I learned about life listening yes. to the radio with my mom in the car, who was oh. not shy about explaining anything. And I think she actually that was her tool. Like she'd find out when is Doctor Ruth gonna be on. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure Judd's in the car, and then she'll say something, and then I can kind of explain it. And it, 
well, it, it worked for her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yes, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, you you have to be a safe place for kids to to be in the car with their mom and dad or whoever listening to 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 listen to. But you also have to be fun and engaging for both the kids and the parents and more. I mean, the closest I ever get to that is just for fun. Sometimes if I play "Walk on the Wild Side" by Lou Reed. Oh yeah. I, I had no clue what that song was about. You know, until maybe like 15 years ago, I fully understood everything. <laughs> I didn't know Miami FLA. What is FLA? I don't know what that meant, but you know, whatever. So. So sometimes when I play Walk on the Wild Side, I'll, I'll just, when the song is over, I'll just very quickly say, kids, ask your parents to explain that song. Yeah. And now it's going to be 55 degrees this weekend. You know, I kind of just immediately <laughs> There's your latest KVY and KVON weather report. Yeah. How's the weather in Miami FLA? Well, that, I mean, that brings up a good question. And maybe you just answered it, but you know, something I want to talk to you about is how you connect with your audience. Because obviously you've done a great job. You've been doing this for some time. You're known. People love listening to Big Rick. So when you're doing your shift, are you imagining a certain type of audience member <laughs> that you're talking to? You obviously put a little bit of yourself out there. You know, you talk about the things you like to do with your, mm -hmm. you know, biking and motorcycles and sports and all that. So that must attract like-minded people. But I don't know. What do you do to like, kind of connect with folks? What's what's your thing? It's really funny. You do. You are told in radio to, uh, and even writing also. You know, if you're in newspaper or journalism or anything like that, you're you're told to imagine the audience that you're writing for. Or uh, if you're writing a magazine feature, you know, who you're writing for, who does the magazine attract? And it's the same thing in radio. <laughs> I'll just give you a really funny story. Yeah. I was in, uh, I worked for a really short period in Long Beach at uh, a station. I worked there a couple times in a short period of time because they changed format. And then they, they brought me back and it was a heavy metal station. I mean, and this was in the 80s and this was Poison. <laughs> this was Motley Crue. This was like, you know, all, all that 80s hair LA bands. It was a great station for the time. I mean, they really saw a trend and they, you know, they fired me, but it was a good move. And they, they brought me back to do, <laughs> briefly brought me back. For I've never heard anybody say that. They fired me. It was a great idea. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> and what can I say? You know, like it was like, it was, nobody was playing that music. It was super popular. All the big hair on Sunset Strip, the, the, you know, those guys, they needed a station to play their music. And so they decided to do it. So they brought me back for nights. And so I was on, I came on for my first shift at this radio station to do a night shift and they're playing heavy metal like I said so the, the there was a woman on afternoons before me and I said alright is there anything I need to know like tell me like what's going on is there anything I need to know something weird that's happening or something and she goes nah pretty straightforward pretty straightforward oh there's one thing she said the request line's gonna ring because you're saying, like, do you imagine the people listening to you yeah. in your head, right? Yeah, yeah. So the request line's going to ring, and you're going to answer it, and the, there's going to be a guy, there'll be always be guys, and they're going to say, put me on hold, put me on hold. Yeah. And I go, what's that all about? She goes, well, just put them on hold. I go, okay, well, why do you do that? She goes, so they can listen to the radio station. What? I'm like, well, why would, I, why, would they want, why would they call you to request a song and then be put on hold to listen to it? Because they're at the L.A. County Jail, oh. and they get one phone call. <laughs> And they call us, and they want it, They don't care. They want to hear Motley Crue, whatever, but they, they can't get a radio, so they the only way they can hear it is to get them to be put on hold. Oh, you're kidding. And I, that's what I thought. She was wow. kidding. I go, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I'd been in radio for a little while when I was doing this. So I, I'm like, um, okay, sure, uh, whatever, you know. So I'm doing my little radio show, and it's nighttime, and normally mm -hmm. it's kind of quiet at night and stuff. And I'm playing a couple songs, and the phone light. It's a light in radio. You don't hear a phone ring. Right, you see sure. a light flash, and the light starts flashing. And I was like, oh, my God. Now what do I do? Am I really going to answer this call, right? Yeah. So I press a button, and I was, it was, the station was called KNAC. I press a button. Uh, uh, Good evening, KNAC. Dude, dude, put me on hold. Put me on hold. Ah! And I got really scared and I pressed the hold button and then it was flashing really quick. And I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm getting nervous. I'm starting to shake and I've got the headphones on well, and the song is ending. Why are you scared? I don't know why I thought he was going to jump out of the phone and oh, kill okay. me or something. I didn't know what was going on. And the song's ending. I've got my headphones on and the light's flashing and, and I'm about to start talking. And so in my head, I see the listener who is wearing a bright orange jumpsuit, and I don't know what he's in there for murder or something, right? I have no idea. And I'm about to talk, and I know this guy's going to be listening to me. I'm like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so didn't you talk to, like, do you adjust your rap to the I, population? I couldn't relate to a guy in L.A. County Jail. I couldn't uh -huh. relate to a lot of people. It was like, so then that would happen overnight, and then I see her the next afternoon, and she's, how was your shift? I go, 
Man, that really freaked me out more than anything. Having <laughs> <laughs> a guy call me from LA County Jail to oh, put wow. on hold. Like, oh my God. Know your audience. Know your audience. That's the key. <laughs> that's you know, you it. really do have to know your audience. And the more you are like your audience, uh, the easier your job is. Well, you're humanitarian um, too, bringing solace to those behind bars. I try. I try. We do have to take a break. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the one, the only, Big Rick Stewart. We'll be back with more of the Judd's Napa Valley Show Cinco de Mayo Fiesta right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. At 14.40 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live in Mexico City at KVON.com, Back to the Judd's Napa Valley Show Cinco de Mayo Fiesta. It's our Cinco de Mayo wow. Fiesta with Mr. Cinco de when, Mayo himself, when, uh, Big Rick Stewart. When does the fiesta part of the show start, actually? I was wondering. Is there... Wait, this isn't... You're not, you're not oh, having oh, a fiesta? Okay. All right. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren, I, you I was having fun. guacamole for us today. Thank yes. you for that. Oh, no muy problem, sabroso. Muy, muy. Muy, muy. Felicidades. Yes. Um, said. Yes, it is Cinco de Mayo. We can be heard in Mexico City. We can be heard anywhere. That's you beautiful. can stream the internet via kvon.com. And, and on time delay. Live. Well, no, but I mean, if you wanted to. Uh, well, sure, you could, but you could also tune around. We could have the request line open. I've never I, done no, that. After that last story, I'm afraid to talk or the press lines freaked me out totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm always scared to go to the phone, but you are the seasoned professional. Do you, I want, am, you want to take some calls? No, I am always okay. scared. No, 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 we can't take calls because it's your show, but I am afraid to go. All right, go ahead and call. I don't know how to answer the phone, actually, so folks can call all they want. I can't get them Hello, on the air. Big, is Big Rick Stewart there? Uh, yes. Uh, can you, caller, where are you calling from? Alviso. Alviso. All right, Alviso. Line one, you're on with Big Rick. Can you play the Human League? And so the conversation turned <laughs> until the sun went down. Wow, Judd is good. Judd is All right, good. let's Judd talk about good. let's talk about you. Oh, let's God. talk about you, Big Rick. Let's talk about your loves, your passions, your desires in life, like wheels and wine and food and well, all that kind of good stuff. I think probably my biggest passion in life is watching reruns of Pawn Stars on TV. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much seems to take up most of my time. Okay, actually. I wasn't expecting How that. How sad thing. that was. That's a I, well, sad reality, isn't it? Kind well, of I don't know. Perhaps you know, you're <laughs> doing some um, later in life planning, getting an idea of what your valuables are worth for when yeah, you want to downsize. Some, oh, okay. Theoretically, if I had a stamp, from Andrew Jackson, you know, what would it be worth? If I had a stamp, period, what yeah. could I get for it? It would be fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I had a stamp of George Washington. <laughs> what would it be worth? I don't know. 27 cents, I think, isn't it now? Or I don't know what it is. I have no idea. Uh, boy, I haven't. I well, think you know. I've, yeah, I'm the, stumped now about postage. The Big Rick world is really yeah. uh, mostly, uh, I, I just think it's kind of regular guy world. It's, you know. Anything with an engine, yes, I'm all I'm all aboard that. Anything that goes fast, yes. Hey, you like you like hitting it hard, motorcycles and mountain biking. Yeah, I like all that and... stuff. There's two things I'm not a big fan of. Like if I'm going to go on vacation and yeah. they have a lot of these in one of these places, yeah. I won't really probably have a very good time. And it's not it's not a judgment on other these places or anything. Buildings and people. Not if a city the, if, the, if the place has mostly buildings and people, mm -hmm. Big Rick's like, what am I going to do here? There's buildings and people. Like, what? Why is this interesting to me? So you like Can going, we go fly fishing? Yeah, your you lake, know, a river. I'm a lake, river, mountain mm -hmm. guy. Uncrowded roads, single track, like all that stuff. You know, it's all good. I, they, the world's made up of a lot of different things. Yeah, I just like to be outdoors and to have fun. And maybe that yeah. goes back to my the clear lake. My yeah, the clear lake thing and living in two different worlds. You know, like I, I do ha already have that world. You know, so yeah. why am I going to go to a? I mean, I dig it. It's cool. It's fine. There's, I, I got it. It's yeah. great. But, but your work life, your professional life, the big is San Francisco. World is more man, can we get out of here and like wake up to birds tweeting and things like that? I love that. Kind well, here's of stuff. a quote. Of, of yours oh, from no. your website, oh, bigrick.com, where you talk about your perfect day. Oh, I Shall probably I... wrote this. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, I'm going to read it back to you right now, and then I'm going to see if you have some thoughts on oh, it. Oh, God. Okay, I don't know when you wrote this. Lauren, but help me out here. I need you, brother. Let's oh, see sure. if you've evolved. But it sounds like you're I'm on this track you, here. Rick. <laughs> you're on my All right. Side. A perfect day by Big Rick Stewart. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's have Lauren do this. Oh, Would you God. Read? Yeah, yeah. He's got the voice. Yeah. I'll do the honors. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> perfect day. 
a nice morning spent on some version of two wheels on quiet roads or trails with a lunch stop. Back mm-hmm. home to friends and family to yeah. cook a great big meal, Ooh. share laughs, some great wines, wines and drinks, and then late and hanging out and telling jokes and stories into the night. That sounds like a great that day. That sounds like a great night. It does. Has your Let's, idea evolved at all? Absolutely or? not. No, that's still it. <laughs> cool. That's a great night, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. And you go out, you enjoy the outdoors, you come home with friends, you eat, you drink, you laugh. I mean, what's better than that? It sounds like Northern California, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds you kind like of Northern California lifestyle. And you are a Northern California dude. I am, I am. You, you're into the food, you're into the wine. Let's I am. talk about that. That's how I think our paths crossed, first of all. I, I think so. I think it was via Twitter, maybe first. I saw your Twitter handle, and I was like, oh, it's Big Rick Stewart. And he's talking about a lot of Napa Valley stuff, you know, wineries yeah, yeah. and restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, our paths crossed. So, how did your love of wine evolve? You said you're coming up here, but that was a kid eating at Smorgy Bob's. It right. probably wasn't a <laughs> sommelier really, at Smorgy yeah. Bob's. Yeah, not really a gourmet wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was more mashed potatoes. All right. Uh, you know, I just, wine was always part of a, you know, the, the lifestyle. It, it was always kind of around as a kid like that. And then going to college was, you know, a little bit of it as well. But really, I would say in the last, um, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, you know, there's this kind of point where, you know, you, it's maybe it's like when in Rome do as the Romans, you know, yeah, yeah. something kind of a thing. You're like, there's got to be something to all this stuff like mm-hmm. that. And and the experience of drinking uh, mostly wine until you're 35 that is very cheap and affordable might change once you've got a chance to sample some wines that are uh, a higher quality yeah. and, you know, a higher price and things like that. Or, you know, you, you do a couple tours and you go to places and you kind of go, man, I get it. Like, I really get it now. Was there and a moment? There was. And the moment was at Mandavi. Oh, okay. And I went to Mandavi. Uh, one of the winemakers offered me to, to have a chance to go there. So I went with family. We weren't, you know, Mandavi can be kind of a semi-zoo crazy place, but it's just so beautiful and has such history that it's totally worth visiting. They do get a lot of folks, but I'll tell you, I've gone there and the tour is incredibly it, educational. Amazing. They take you through all facets from yeah. the vineyard through the winemaker, exactly. winemaking, and you get an idea of how this happens. Yeah. And that was it. And I had no idea how it happened. I mean, I was just total consumer guy. I had no clue the process and the involvement and things like that. I I probably thought that you just got a bunch of grapes, you threw them in a big machine, (laughs) you put on a timer and then wine came out. I thought, you know, put on your oven mitts, you know, let's go open the tap, you know, here we go. Right. We thank you for your support. But, you know, going to Mandavi and seeing the barrel room, right, downstairs, yeah. that just goes on and on, and it's amazing, and it was incredible. And then we got to have a, we got to have a tasting of some library wines that they had. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty cool thing to have experience. Yeah. And, you know, it was probably the first time that I had a really older, well-aged Napa red wine Cabernet, mm-hmm. you know, that went back. And the difference of having it right in front of me and then having something you know, more current and, and to progress, it was completely one of those green light, like, whoa, I get it. That's yeah. incredible. That's really, and I totally got this whole history. It was like looking at a family mm. and seeing like a kid who's in college and a five-year-old, you know, you're <laughs> like, this is the same family, but here they all are. It was the same yeah. thing with these wines at Mandavi. It was an incredible day. I just decided I have to just know more about this. Mm-hmm. I have to check out more. I have to, you know, read more and find out more and experience more. So that was really the moment. That was when it started to click in. And you seem like, like a, a passionate dude. Like you find something you like and then you go for it. Like with, with the biking, with the yeah. motorcycles, with music. And yeah. so all of a sudden there's wine and you went for it. I mean, it seems like you really... Have schooled yourself, spending a lot of time up here, yeah. meeting people, trying yeah. wines. Trying, yeah. But but I do, but, you know, just in like in bicycling and things like that, I mean, I, you know, there's not a lot of 6'4", uh, 280-pound guys riding bicycles anywhere or <laughs> at events or Napa Valley, right? So, But I don't care. You know, that's kind of my whole attitude in life is like, well, I don't care. I just I just want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if I come in last in a in an off road motorcycle race, like, I don't care. I, I finish. Like, I just want to, I just want to unload my motorcycle go for a race, go for a ride, put it in my truck and go home. That's all I care about. I don't care about getting a trophy. That's not really in my world. It's not going to happen, you know, like that thing. So for me, it was like on my level, at my level experience, always keeping my feet kind of grounded. Like, yeah. wow, what else is there out here? You know, like what else can I experience? How, how can I... How can I check out all these wines? And I don't have an unlimited budget. You know, I can't be buying stuff that's, 
you know, two fifty, three, four, five hundred dollars. I certainly would love to try it. You know, if someone <laughs> wants to offer it up, but but just to try it all out and to see what's out there and all the different styles and, and everything, and, and to educate myself was has been really cool. Yeah, it seems like you respond more to uh, the emotional things. Like you said, you weren't looking for the trophy, and in the description of your perfect day, it wasn't. You know, I get to come home and you know turn on my <laughs> eighty-five foot flat screen or whatever. It's like. I want to have a good drink and I want my friends around. You know, yeah. it's like an emotional appeal. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. seems where you operate. That's pretty cool. And wine does that for people. Yeah. It's it's almost like an endless discovery. Once you get into wine, you know, you can never learn it all and you can just go on this journey and it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I really it's hard not to have fun when you're yeah. drinking a little wine. And I really am impressed by the Napa Valley, the craftsmanship behind the whole thing too is really fascinating. You know, everybody from the farmers and the location to the winemakers. To, I mean, the whole process is fascinating to me that it can have such a different expression from everybody. And, you know, everybody tries. I mean, I know there's, there's, there's certain pressures to sell, which I totally understand, but there's also a desire to do something interesting and different at, at other levels, yeah, which well, is that, also interesting. And then it goes to the labels and the artwork. And I mean, the whole, every approach is really interesting and different. This is what I dig about it is that it is so artistic. I mean, obviously there's a business. I got to be in business, you know, yeah. got to make a living, but you can be very creative. There's right. a science part too. And that's right. You know, we've, that's not necessarily my strong point. Yeah, uh, we've got totally. a, a great winemaking team that understands the chemistry and microbiology, you know, right. where I, I know this much and I'm making a little yeah. motion with my fingers. These guys know, <laughs> you know, opening my arms wide, they know that much, but I love not trying to sound pretentious or anything, but I've, and it's going to sound pretentious, but I don't mean it to be. I just love the, the artistic side Absolutely, where you can craft something and you can guide it in, into, into flavors and textures with barrel choices and picking vineyards from certain soils, you know, yeah. getting into the terroir and all these yeah. different aspects of the winemaking that affect the flavor. And it's mind boggling. Right. I just love working with that and the blending. Yes. The final point where you put it all together before bottling. And it's really cool. It's, it's fascinating. And it, it's, and there just seems to be endless possibilities uh, in Northern California and all of California for, you know, all these varietals and all these styles to come out. Just like in the beer world, you know, people are just into interesting things. And so I think it's similar for the wine world. Well, let's talk about your wine project, Mr. <laughs> Big Rig Stewart. Speaking of blending and being artistic and, and doing something emotional. Yeah, well, uh, you know, my one of my radio buddies, uh, who I, I guess he's on television now, Sal Castaneda. I guess he's on Channel 2, evidently. That's right. He's, he's a... On KTVU, Fox 2. <laughs> That's good. Lauren's got there you go, KTVU. You just got your new soundbite. That's good. Yeah, Sal Castaneda, who's a reporter on Channel 2, does traffic in the morning, then does uh, some general reporting uh, also during the day, is a really good friend. And we did radio for a long time. And Sal was my traffic guy in afternoons. Mm -hmm. And he was in The Black Shadow. The Black Shadow, I remember. The, the reason why he was in The Black Shadow and not the traffic helicopter was because folks at a, uh, a uh, three... A three uh, Take a, your time, Rick. Three alpha, I'm trying to say this without saying it. A three alphabet call sign yeah. that does news talk mm -hmm. had the rights to the traffic helicopter. Oh, and, just and, calling anything a traffic exactly, helicopter? Exactly. Up in the sky, traffic in the sky, anything like that. Oh. But Sal sat in their traffic helicopter in the back seat. Oh. And he did reports for us. So we couldn't say, and now let's go to the sky. That's sky. such a generic term. They could trademark that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay, whatever. 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 So, but he's you know, in a helicopter looking at traffic. And he was a black shadow on the ground. Uh -huh. So that's why he became the Black Shadow. So Sal and I, you know, Sal's really famous, and, and I've done fine in radio. And we, at this point in our lives, wanted to try to come up with a project to help people out, to try to do something for one of our favorite charities. And we don't golf, so a golf tournament was not happening. <laughs> we don't play tennis, so a tennis tournament wasn't happening. That's although we, we get along so well here. Although if it was Xbox or PlayStation, maybe we could have a golf tournament that way. But that's, we don't do those things. You're naming so, all these things I can't do either. Yeah, so. I can't do them. Yeah. So we thought, well, you know, if we could come with a product – and somehow get the product at an affordable uh, cost and then sell it and help somebody out. That would be cool. And so uh, I thought, well, you know, beer is pretty popular, but we didn't really have any beer connections and things like that. So I thought, well, let's try to do a wine. You know, there's a lot of wine out there. There's a lot of wine projects. And uh, so we thought we would do something. So this was about two years ago we started to talk about this. And now uh, we do have a project, and it's called Sig Alert. 
and which is a tie-in, of course, to the traffic thing with Sal. Mm-hmm. SigAlertRed.com is the website, and it is a very, very, very tasty and different uh, Syrah from Sonoma County, uh, which is famous for having some great Syrah grapes made by Judd's Hill in, in Napa with Judd's Winemakers and Judd overseeing the blend. And the proceeds go to Children's Hospital. And Judd's general manager and everybody was really nice enough to get us the wine at cost for the juice and the winemaking and the bottles and everything. And everything above that goes to Children's Hospital. And it was really cool. And so we're really excited about it. We, we had a day of rigorous research at the winery. Yeah, we tasted a lot of wine. We tasted we a lot of wine doing some fun. blending. And you know, the thing is, when you think of blending, you're like, okay, you know, 85% this, 10% this, 5% that. And that wasn't good. We didn't like it. But we changed a couple of the blends along with the Syrah, which is the majority of the wine. Just a couple percentage points. And it made a huge difference in the flavor. I mean, it's not like a wine critic or wine person would say, yes, this one is slightly better. It was by far better. And what we came up with is just fantastic. And we blended it with the thinking that it's going to be released in at the end of October, just in time for holiday meals. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of Sig Alert Red was to have it taste fantastic at the holidays. No matter what you're serving, if it's a big roasted turkey, if it's a ham, if it's sweet potatoes, if it's whatever, even if you're just going to open it and just drink a glass, it has to taste good for everybody in a family. Right. It's very versatile. Which was the whole goal of the wine. Because everybody at Thanksgiving is like, oh my God, what wine do I bring? And you end up bringing six bottles and people drink a couple and they don't even know what to drink. And then, you know, you've had two or three different wines and it all, you can't, it doesn't taste it doesn't really, nothing stands out. This will work. This it's, will work really well. It's got good fruit, but it's got yeah. just enough grip that it's yeah. going to go with food. It's going to be good at, yeah. like you say, at a, at a holiday meal. Things that got a little spice to them. It yeah. can go good with a turkey, a roast. Right. It's good stuff. Absolutely. And it's, and it's going to be, so. it's ready to drink. You don't have to you know, wait for this for next season, for next holiday. And it, it does still have that big Syrah kind of like, like flavor, but... It doesn't like knock on the door really loudly. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Syrah, here I am. Bang, bang. Oh my God, what is this wine? It's like crazy. It's, But it's still there, but it's mellowed out just a little bit. A little bit of Petite Syrah, a little bit of Zin, and it, it came out tasting great. And we're really stoked because Children's Hospital in Oakland is just an amazing place. They see like 250,000 people, uh, kids a year. They never turn anyone away because of whether they can pay or not. I mean, they do research for children. They're just an amazing place. I'm very honored to be a part of it. I'm really happy That's to be cool. able to help out here. So the wine is available for pre-purchase, kind of like Futures right now. Yeah. And it's available in four packs. And you were able to get this amazing label design, which is a watercolor from this fabulous artist who did a somewhat abstract, but you can tell what it is, yeah. rendering watercolor of the MacArthur Maze, tying yeah. back into traffic. Right, right. And each... One of the four bottles in the four-pack has a different color scheme yeah. on the label. It's very yeah. cool. SigAlertRed.com yeah. is the website. You see all the information about the wine, me and Sal, and our project and everything at SigAlertRed.com. And I mean, so far, things are going really well. And yeah, it's only selling. one barrel of Syrah. I'm glad was, you mentioned that. Yeah. Only one barrel of Syrah was available to blend. So that's you know not that many bottles of wine. It's 72 so four-packs, four yeah. and it's already being sold. Yeah, so not yeah. much left if not anybody wants left. it. Sigalertred.com, and it's a great project, and I'm really happy that Sal and I were able to work with you, Judd, and you guys have been great. I've been thrilled. Thanks for coming to us. It's been really fun. You cool. know, it's a good, good personality to work with. But I have to ask you something. <laughs> okay. Before this show is over, I hope you don't, you don't mind my asking. I this. don't mind. You know, you seem pretty open. Yeah, heck no. Do you go nuts for donuts? Do I go nuts for donuts? In theory, yes. I know you don't have to eat this because I know you're a health dude I, and you ride. My doctor won't allow me to have a donut. Mike here because I dropped my donut. Yeah. No. We're going to have a look at these. Okay. You don't have to eat. Donuts. Oh. Look at these. Holy Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> and choose one and uh, you know we'll, we'll describe it and then I've got a little something for you. Well, I like the orange and black one because it's the Giants. Yeah. I like I, the yeah. yellow and green one because it's the A's. That's right. And, uh-huh. and this is an Oakland A's affiliate, by the way. That's right. Yeah, the we A's carry the games here. Okay. As Iris C. Smith mentions at the top of the uh, hour. Yes, and also a San Jose Sharks affiliate, by the way. All right, so which one did you... Oh, you took kind of the Homer Mardi Gras. Totally. It's the cake donut with the pink totally. glaze and the rainbow sprinkles. So what I want you to do... Yes. We're going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. Rick Stewart. Yes. You are now doing a little commercial radio. Yes. A song. You're going to back announce a song. 
It's okay. just a tag of my own group, the Mike Gents. You're just going to okay. hear a little clip, and then you're going to do about a 10 to 15-second wrap on that donut. Okay, got it. You ready? Yes. All right, I'm going to turn off the mic so you can hear this, and then... Uh, All right. Hold on here. Let me get my uh, thing set up here. Here we go. La, 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 la. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Rick Stewart. Uh, thank you to uh, Judd and his fabulous band. Look for their upcoming shows at their upcoming website. I have in front of me a beautiful donut, which is sprinkled with multicolors of... Donut sprinkles. We have blue. We have purple. We have green. We have teal for the San Jose Sharks. And it's all covered in a beautiful frosting, which covers approximately one-third of the top of the donut. <laughs> the bottom would be a lovely brown, a very Earth Day type of a brown. The aroma, the aroma is fascinating. It's a combination of freshly cut grass and tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I give it a 95. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here Yay! on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. All right, Big Rick Stewart, you know how Mad Libs work. We're I just going to jump Libs. into this. You're a quick dude. We're yes. going to go. Are you ready? The I'm first ready. thing I need is a geographic location. Nashville. Nashville, where you just were. I was just in whiskey. Nashville. I love Nashville. Another geographic location. Uh, Alviso. I love Alviso. You got to remind me. I hear people talk about that. Where, where is that? It's in the South Bay. It's actually a guy's right? name, Al Viso. Oh, he's uh, over yeah, in he the South Bay. Al yeah. Viso in the South Bay. And that's kind of in the mud flats, or hey, what'd Al, you say? Oh, yeah. Okay. High tide, low tide. Okay. Uh, a plural noun <laughs> Avengers, as in the Avengers. Oh, cool. Does that work? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Another plural noun uh, Swingers. <laughs> Kids on the Swing. Yeah, of course. A good movie, too. Yeah, absolutely. Love swingers. Your money, baby. All right. Adjective. <laughs> Vegas. Uh, muscular. Rawr. Yeah. Muscular. Like all the men in this room. Yes. And finally, another adjective. Well, I don't know if this is an adjective. Sloth-like. Sloth, sure. Sloth-like. Sloth-like. Slow and sloth-like. Sloth-like. Okay, my okay. friend. Earlier today, I went on BigRick.com and clicked oh. on the main page where yeah. you kind of describe a little yeah. bit about yourself. Yeah. You're talking about your current role as a DJ at KFOX. Yeah. And you just rewrote it via this Mad Libs. Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. Here it is. <clears throat> in the words of, I'm ready? In the words of Big Rick. real treat, Rick. <laughs> Big Rick speaking here. I really like my job. With two signals, I cover from Nashville to Alviso. Okay. And with streaming, we cover the world and beyond. Ooh. That's really huge. And our audience is both male and Avengers from about 25 to 54. Yeah. So I get to reach out to a lot more swingers than at any other station. Absolutely. <laughs> That's me, baby. Yeah. Okay. It's not an ego thing. It's more like having massive respect for how muscular this station really is. Yeah. And the responsibility I have to do a sloth-like job. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I love the challenge of that. Big Rick Stewart, uh, thank you so much for joining welcome. us. BigRick.com and SigAlertRed.com to get in on that man. wine to awesome. benefit Children's Hospital Oakland. Thanks, Judd. Thanks, Lauren. This is Lauren Mole saying adios for Judd's Napa Valley Show, <laughs> a Gillamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.